Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Best Books Ever. I'm Tyler, and we're going to be covering part three and four of The Hero of Ages, Brand Sanderson. Big part. Next part, though, is the final part. That's also a pretty big one. Didn't didn't realize that. But, uh, yeah, this part, chapters uh, 34 through thir- uh, 58... 34 through 58, um, a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff with this one, we are left in a state of, uh, worry, I would say, to say the least, pretty much every character, a state of worry, (laughs) and I feel like that's a, uh, just like a common thread throughout this entire series, is I, I'm, I'm trying to think back to, like, the end to every part of this, you know, of all three books. I'm like, was there ever a part where we left it and we were like, yeah, everything's going right? Because I feel like even probably their biggest win ever was Vin killing the Lord Ruler. And that happens, right? And then even, like, the first book ends with all of that being true. And we're still like, hmm, <laughs> something doesn't feel right, <laughs> you know? Um, so, yeah. So, here we're going to continue it. Uh, lots of good stuff today. We're going to, as we always do, start with the end. And that has a lot to do with Spook. Spook being a much bigger character than he was in the first and second books. Uh, really coming to his own, really being, at least in this book, and as the, you know, as the book goes on, as the chapters go on, a lot more like Kelsier than really anyone else has been. Um, but this does end with Spook almost dying, right? Or maybe dead, actually. We don't know. I mean, because he sort of almost dies and then doesn't, and then now he kind of maybe does again. We don't know. Again, I feel like And, you know, no future spoilers, obviously. Um, Just going off of what was in these chapters up until this point. um, I feel like if Spook did die here, we would know. You know, because I feel like Brandon has done a really good job of um, us being super sure when a character dies. Although, I guess it's not true because Doc's... Docs sort of died in the same fashion. Obviously not being burned to death, but like there was a moment where he, you know he was in like the planning room when the you know when the Kolos were attacking and it was like him like accepting it or whatever and then they're being like, Oh, it was a then then everything went black or something like that. And we cut away and it wasn't until like I think like a few chapters later, or maybe like a couple chapters later, after like Vin has come back and saved everyone and, you know, really helped. Where I think, like, someone, maybe, like, Ham comes back and talks to someone and is like, yeah, Docs is dead. <laughs> you know, so I guess in that moment we did technically see Docs die, but, you know, I guess there has been deaths where they weren't super, like, it's happening. You know, other than, like, Clubs, for example, where he gets, like, cut in half, <laughs> you know. Um, so I guess, uh, you know, on, on second thought, 
Spook could be dead. You know, he, he ran to the building uh, that was on fire, extinguished his tin, and his plan was to, at the very least, even if it doesn't in his death, he's going to uh, hit, you know, you know, Saza's lever and cause all the water to fall out. That way they can use the water, uh, I mean, for its original intended purpose, but also for this specifically to take the water and put out all the fires. Um, in a way, again, you know, very much like Kelsey, very much like a, a character who's like, you know what, I'm going to do this for the greater good. If it, if it costs me my life, then it just is what it is, you know? Um, other than that, we also had Spook remove the metal from himself, which is all starting to come together, you know? Of the metal, we see that Kelsier was not in fact Kelsier, which now that it's here, I can finally talk about it because obviously I knew that. Um, you kind of go back and you and you, you know, for anyone reading this for the first time with me, um, if you go back, you can probably pick up on a few things of like, there's no way this is Kelsier, you know. Um, one thing I wanted to mention when I was, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was in these chapters actually. Um, obviously didn't, you know, I, you know, I didn't write it down cause I wasn't sure if, uh, Kelsier turns out to be ruined in this part or not for his next part. Um, but there was a moment where, you know, quote unquote Kelsier, he told, uh, he told Spook when they were in the burning building to kill, I, I think it was in the burning building. There, there's one point where, where Kelsier, who was actually ruined, told Kelsier, or told, <laughs> a lot of names, told Spook to kill some, some like ska people or something. And I just felt that really odd, obviously on the second read where it's like, Kelsier wouldn't have done that. I don't know, there's a very weird thing about that, because yes, he, he cared about killing nobility, and I, and I guess he was at, he was after people who would have killed nobility as well, I don't know, I don't know, there's just, there's a weirdness about him, like, telling, kill him, you know, you know, kill everyone, and it's just like, I don't, I, I don't know if Kelsey was really that far out of it, especially, as we know Kelsier now, we know that Kelsier changed at least just a little bit by the time he died, you know, um, so I think if Kelsier did, you know, come back as, you know, as like a ghost or a spirit or whatever, having all of his prior knowledge, there are some things that even like, you know, like Quellian, who does everything for the, you know, for the survivor, and he's like, ah, oh, Scott rules, Scott killing nobility, all that stuff. I think there are some things that even Kelsier would disagree with his own previous teachings of, um, so anyway, that you know, that goes all the way back to us finding out that was ruined, us finding out that he was able to, seemingly able to talk to uh, Sazed or not Sazed, uh, Spook and Quellian through the metal spike. We even see Quellian sort of like come out of a daze after he took the spike out. So that's sort of linking some things together, you know. We start to know why he's putting these spikes in people, which we already kind of knew because we know that Marsh put the spike in Penrod. Um, but now we know a little, you know, a little more like proven truths of like, okay, these spikes in them. And, and we sort of saw it from the, you know, from the little, uh, quotes in the, in the beginning of every chapter, but like 
those spikes are very powerful, not only giving them allomancy, but also letting, uh, you know, letting Ruin have more of a direct uh, line to each person. So, um, very sad in the moment, I think, because Spook, thinking that's Kelsier and thinking that he's rising up and finally being useful and, um, you know, even be able to talk to Kelsier, like, seemingly that hasn't happened to Vin or Alan or Sazed or anyone else from what Spook can tell. I mean, obviously it could have happened and they could have hidden it, but for, for Kelsier to come back and talk to Spook, it's like, okay, here we go. Maybe, you know, maybe he did this for a reason. Maybe, um, you know, maybe I am special. Um, very sad, but also needed to happen because now in hindsight, look at all that stuff. Ruin was trying to mess him up. <laughs> this was not going to end well. You know, we even saw him break down at the end where he was just like, Talents put just kill people and I can give you powers, you know, you know, put the spike through them into you so you can get, you know, the like coin shot ability. It's like, this is not how this should be, you know. Um, but yeah, you know, it kind of goes further to uh, to what Rune is doing with everyone else. If he was doing that with Spook, imagine how many other people have spikes in them that he's controlling. Again, we, you know, we already know of Penrod. Um, yeah. Very scary stuff. Um, let's see. Anything else? Let me just mark these off. Anything else spook related? Oh, and I guess just just you know just to close that out. Um, did spook succeed? We didn't really get confirmation of that. We know that he threw his body against the the lever or whatever, but we didn't get from his perspective him seeing like the water rushing out or the gate opening or anything. So. Hopefully he succeeded, and um, hopefully he's not dead. He kind of got burned alive. <laughs> um, I don't think the whole tin thing would have increased the damage, because it's not really like an external thing. It's more of just like his feeling of things, not actually like what the thing does to him. But that being said, not, not a safe <laughs> you know you, you know very safe thing to do so we'll, we'll see hopefully he's not dead and hopefully he can at least enjoy um doing the good right um i want to cover that last um so i guess maybe some smaller stuff um one thing i wanted to mention the whole like colos thing we did learn about that that was huge um we found the you know sort of the secret of the colos um, they are made from regular humans. You kind of like spike the two humans together, I guess. And, uh, you kind of like take the skin from the old Kolos and put it around the other human and sort of, you know, that whole thing. Um, gruesome. It seems like <laughs> out of the three creatures, Chandra, Inquisitors, and, uh, Kolos, Kondra are the only ones that seem like sort of normal and like not sick to make or it's like oh you just kind of put the spikes and the misrates and then they gain sentience and over time they're able to um form bodies right Kolos you have to like take the skin off a dead Kolos and put it and like spike it around a dead human disgusting and then Inquisitors you have to take a, a living alamancer 
and spike through its body to another living allomancer, killing the first one and enhancing the second one. But it's all pain. It's all pain for everyone. You know, I guess at the very least, when it comes to Kolos, everyone in the situation is dead. <laughs> so there's no pain or suffering. But, uh, yeah. But yeah, you know, you know, learning about that. I feel like at this point, we now kind of know... I mean, we know how everything is made now, which is good, because, you know, there's always secrets and mysteries and stuff with this world, and, you know, that does cause a lot of confusion and a lot of, like, roadblocks for our protagonists. Um, a huge one that we're going to talk about with Vin in just a minute. But, uh, yeah, I think the secrets of everyone is kind of are kind of out now. I don't know if there's anything else. I could be wrong. I don't remember this book perfectly. But, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it so so you know we kind of know the creation of all these beings um you know preservation of ronin and, and all that stuff so uh interesting stuff there that was kind of the last one right like how are kolos made how do we get more of these things why do they exist <laughs> um yeah um a lot of stuff to do with the ruin it's pretty much all the rest of my notes have to do with the ruin <laughs> um we will talk about ellen for a second Ellen just got, what was it, 30,000 Kolos. Um, a lot of internal monologue going here. Him sort of trying to figure out what he should be doing, what he's doing right. If anything he's doing even matters, you know. Um, one thing I wanted to note is him, him sort of remembering his conversation with Vin, where Vin is like, everything you're doing is temporary. Because when you think about it, you can win you know, these, these battles, you can get support for, for, uh, your city and cause people not to starve and all that stuff. But we're fighting something even greater than that. Like we're fighting ruin. None of this matters on the ground. If ruin wins, if, if the ash just kills everybody. Right. Um, while I don't think that what Ellen's doing is completely worthless, I do understand his, um, his like worry for what he's doing right and his hesitation um he does even break down you know talking to preservation not really all i talk about there i didn't really make a note of it to like talk about it but you know because he doesn't really learn anything he just kind of everything he sort of confirms is stuff that he already sort of assumed and then there's some information where he didn't know, but it doesn't really help, you know? Like, he kind of learns that Ruin is doing the Ash Mount. It's like, okay, we could have guessed that, and it doesn't really help us any way that we know. Um, the one sort of interesting thing, I guess, is the Mists. Preservation says that neither him nor Ruin is causing the Mists, or, you know, like, causing them to kill people. So it's very interesting there. Sort of says like, eh, sorta, not really. But again, even with that not super helpful bit of information, although it is new, does it really help us at all? Like, I don't think they have any way of stopping it from happening, whether they know the source or not. Because guess what? If it's preservation of its ruin, what does it matter? You know, we just have to stop <laughs> ruin in general. Um, but yeah, it gets more colos because his, his plan is to try to like uh, intimidate or maybe even just straight up attack uh yeoman 
don't know if that'll work, but he does have a lot of coal. 30,000 more colos attached to his, I think they had 10,000 left. Was that it? Where they had 20,000 and then half of them uh, killed each other. So now it's 10,000. I think that was it. So if that's the case, 40,000 colos, that is quite a bit, quite a bit of colos. Um, The only other thing is that they were, he was confused, confused. you know, he couldn't really get control of him, so he's like, oh, there's an Inquisitor. But then he got control, so he's like, is, is there an Inquisitor? Like, what was happening there? Did the Inquisitor just give up? Um, yeah, interesting stuff there. Maybe an Inquisitor will come at some point, I don't know. Or maybe he just didn't, you know, you know maybe he was sort of too uh, scrambled, you know, you know, sort of thinking about other stuff, thinking about Vin, thinking about the army, thinking about the world, thinking about, you know, where his emotional elements, he wasn't focused enough to take control like he normally does until he did. Um, but yeah, that's kind of where Ellen's at at the end of this book, or at the end of this uh, part, is he's, and, and, and seemingly he's going to get more Kolos. <laughs> he's going to have an army of like, a like six-figure army of Kolos. And I don't know, I don't know if that's going to work or not. I mean, it would, it would I think it would definitely intimidate Yeoman, but I also feel like I don't know, you kind of go back and forth on it, right? Where initially, yes, that would intimidate Yeoman, but is Yeoman sure enough that he's like, well, Ellen is just trying to intimidate me. He's not going to actually attack the whole city because he doesn't want, there's no way Ellen wants the destruction of the city. You know, like he wants us to listen to him and be under his command, but he doesn't want the city, you know, you know, just like, in rubble, <laughs> in debris, you know, that's not what he wants. But then you flip back again and you're like, I have his wife. <laughs> so, you know, like, uh, what is, what is, uh, you know, of greater concern to him at this point? For me, it's like, hey, if the, if the city's destroyed, but it ends up with me getting my wife back, as well as getting access to the cachet. Again, it's, it's, it's tough for him because he doesn't want to just kill senselessly. You know, there's even a moment where one of the ska, after the whole Kolos thing in the village, the one ska asked if he was the Lord Ruler. And he says, close enough. And it's like, oh man, it's it sucks how much he thinks he's being close to the Lord Ruler. There are a lot of similar decisions, but... I don't think that's the worst thing because as we see more and more, the Lord Ruler wasn't a terrible guy. And the more we learn that he he might have even, uh, you know, done a lot of his more uh, more evil things because of the corruption of Ruin for a thousand years <laughs> being in, in, in the back of his mind. Um, so we'll see what happens with Ellen. Um... Then everything else is pretty much ruin related for the most part, except for one thing. So we'll start with that and then we'll just go down the line of ruin because that's, you know, big, big ruin part. Um, Tensun. Tensun is on his way back. Um, he has this scene where he, you know, comes back as Kelsier and everything to get information. Um, that was interesting. I think. I I think it just goes to show like Kelsier's influence, where 
Kelsey has been dead longer than he was alive in this series, right? Like he was alive for like 80 to 90% of the first book. And there's three books, you know? So like at most, when all this is all said and done, at most, if we're being generous, Kelsier was alive during 33% of this series. And yet he still seems to be the one like you know you know like core of all of this um even more so than like vin right um you know so that's really cool to kind of bring him back um other than that what tensoon does in this part i'm not really that interested in like he's trying to find vin whatever you know he uses the bones whatever right um i'm more so interested in his his uh purpose because he feels like he has information that could save the world essentially that he needs to get to vin that i think is what we're supposed to ponder like what could what information what could he know about ruin i'm assuming like does he does he know how to beat ruin because that that would be insane and how does he know like do all condra knows or just him you know because he is third generation so he is one of the eldest generations, so maybe like being a lot closer to the creation of Kondra, um, you know, because he he did say that like he was he was present when the contract when the first contract was first made, so you know maybe he does know something, um, but like what what could it be? You know, like what could what could he know? Again, maybe he's just overestimating his information. Maybe he just feels like there is something that will help them. But, I mean, there's no way he just has the secret where he's like, oh, yeah, this, here's how you beat Ruin. Like, there's no way. That'd be, that'd be insane. Um, but, again, you know, that, you know, that is why I think we're supposed to be very excited and very eager to see Tensoon, uh, you know, get back to Vin and tell him whatever he or tell her whatever he knows um, unfortunately, it, you know, his part does end with him getting some slightly incorrect information where something very important is happening in that city, but Vin and Ellen are not there, right? Spook, Sazed, Breeze, Alrian, they're there, and that's cool, but he's not going to find Vin there. I mean, unless somehow Vin gets out of this situation and they go and meet up with Sazed and them in time for ten soon or something, but that seems unlikely. I also don't know why they would do that. Um, but, I mean, hey, maybe at the very least, you know, Tensoon reaching Sazed and them, they could do something with the information. I'm not sure. I don't know. But we'll have to keep an eye on Tensoon because, again, seemingly he has something, uh, some very vital information. Um, and yeah, like I said, everything else is pretty much ruin related. Um, one smaller thing that I think is very important and kind of changes a lot of things from just the first chapter of this book, or maybe the second chapter. I don't, I don't think Vin was in the first chapter. I think she was the second chapter. Um, we learned that ruin has been talking to Vin this whole time, the majority of the time when Vin heard Reen's voice in her mind, it was actually Ruin. So now, 
that changes so many things where you can see that now uh, Ruin was influencing her all the way back probably before she even met Kelsier, I would guess. Um, and, you know, that just adds insult to injury because now it's like Vin was being pulled on for years. She was almost like groomed to be in the position that she is in now. Or I guess not even really now, but at the very least, killing Lord Ruler. I mean, that's really all Ruin needed was Lord Ruler to be out of here. Uh, well, no, 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 that's not true. Lord Ruler needed to be out of here. And then, I guess even more important, uh, and a result of Lord Ruler being dead is him being freed from the Well of Ascension. Um, interesting, though, of how he knew that Vin would do this, like why he chose Vin. I think that's a big question on her mind as well. I think she even asks it uh, to herself a couple times in this part, where she's like, why me? Like, why, why does he have interest in me? Why am I the one? You know, um, yeah, but yeah, I, I, I just thought that was, that was interesting because Reen's voice being in her head has obviously faded over the, over time because, uh, you know, she's learned to trust, to love all these other people, his family, friends, all this stuff. Um, but now learning that the majority of the time it was actually ruined, kind of influencing her, nudging her ever so slightly, um, really hurts i think um oh another big thing with ruin uh we do finally get that one cachet the final one right and we learn that the lord ruler has no idea how to beat ruin or if he does he for some reason is not sharing it um you know we see the last plaque and there's no information there it's just lord ruler basically apologizing and feeling very defeated and just like, man, um, I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> and his last gift is everything so far, right? All like all the caches, the supplies, and his last gift is just that. And hopefully that stuff, the supplies will give whoever's reading it time to maybe think, maybe figure out a way to beat Ruin because he, he said, you know, 800 years at that point of him writing that. And he has, he, he doesn't know. You can't, you know, um, very frustrating for the reader, very frustrating for Vin, because one, it seems like, or it, it feels like we've been betrayed, right? The Lord Ruler has this, this web of caches with information, albeit information that we've already known, but for you to number them and get to the last one, and you would hope that it would be like, okay, here's some rock solid info on, on this. Like the whole reason these caches exist is because uh, you know, this situation, a situation where you, you're dead and ruin is taking over. And so for you to make this and then it to end with, yeah, sorry, I don't know. Not, not even a hint, not even a, a guess, you know, possible paths that maybe you've tried to take in the past. Just you apologizing and being like, yep, humanity's over. That's not cool. But, um, I think also, a, a mixture of frustrating um but also like curiosity and maybe a little relief is finding out the lord ruler really didn't care for his people um you know again it seems over time he was corrupted by ruin but um he really did care about people he really did try to make a system that worked and kept everyone alive and you know as these chapters have gone on in this book and even the, the last book um we see that 
things generally not really better than the Lord Ruler is gone. Lord Ruler had this system where, um, you know, the, the Ska, which is the majority of the population, were slaves, and that sucked. But post-Lord Ruler, while they're not slaves anymore, like, they're not living well. Like, there's not enough food and water for people. There's not enough places to live. Um, war has broken out, so that makes everyone's lives worse. People are dying, losing loved ones. Um, there's no stability, right? And that's why we get to Yeoman, and people generally enjoy Yeoman's rule because while he's brought back Lord Ruler's old ways, people may not disagree, or people may not agree with it. It's something familiar. It's something for people to do, and um, he's, uh, you know, you know, up until now he's been able to keep them fed and uh, hydrated, <laughs> you know, and like you know, stability, right, um, but yeah, it's just, again, you know, I mentioned before how this, this part ends with so much worry, so much, um, pessimism, and this is no different than finally getting through this whole thing, expecting some sort of answer, not, not even the, the ATM is here, or if it is, then, Yeoman moved it, right? Which may be an easy assumption. He does have a little bead of ATM hanging from his his face. Um, but, yeah. Not good. Not the ending you would have wanted for, you know, for this, this little scavenger hunt. Um, the only bit of information that I did write down from that, that the Lord Ruler had, that may be something big, um is Lord Ruler says that Ruin's power is not complete and he's hidden his body very well. So there's two things there to break down. First, his, his power's not complete. Um, at this point, we don't really know what that means. His power's not complete. It's not at his fault, which would make sense if you want to connect the dots, right? Because seemingly if Ruin had full power, he would just snap his fingers and the world would end, right? Um, maybe, you know, because we do see preservation die, and we have that confirmed through one of the, you know, the little uh, paragraphs before one of the chapters, um, where it says, like, you know, Ellen was talking to a dying god or whatever. So maybe that finally brought Ruin to his full power, but I feel like as soon as that would happen, like, Ruin would, like, feel something <laughs> and be like, it is done, and then just end the world. Um, although, we'll see a little later, which we'll talk about in a second, Ruin was, Ruin seems to want to be remembered for this, you know, which is strange with like a dying, you know, seemingly you're going to just destroy the whole planet, so there's no one that will remember you, but uh, he does like to relish in the moment, so maybe, you know, maybe he knows he can, but he wants you know, he wants everyone to know it, he wants everyone to feel, it. he wants some sort of, like, presentation, some fanfare, um, but his power not being complete, and then Lord Ruler saying, oh, I hit his body, which again, in, you know, one of the little paragraphs before the chapters, um, whoever is talking, um, you know, we, you know, we don't know who's, who's, like, writing this journal or whatever, um, they do say something about there being three parts, like a, like a physical part, a spiritual part, and then, like, a, 
like a mental part or something. Um, so maybe Ruin needs his body to go like full power. Um, again, I, I don't know why that would be the case if preservation is gone. Like if preservation is dead, then you know, and you know how Vin has sort of connected the dots to be like, oh, there's you know just like Alamancy. When there's a push, there's a pull. Um, Even if Rune wasn't at his full power, there's no one opposing him now, right? Like, preservation's gone. Unless there's a third god. <laughs> you know, some sort of, like, mediary, <laughs> you know? Um, I don't think that's the case, but... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, I just find this important to know because Lord Ruler said it. He was like, hey, this sucks. I don't know how to beat him, but he's not at his full power, and I, and I hit his body. I don't feel like I, I don't think Lord Ruler would say that if it wasn't important, not only to like the reader but also to Ruin. Like if you hit his bodies, I mean, if you hid something from Ruin, you would think Ruin would want it, right? It would be something of of purpose. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I, you know, I just I guess we'd keep an eye on it, and if it's and maybe it'll turn out to be nothing. Maybe it'd be like Ruin would be like, I don't care. Doesn't matter. Preservation's dead. Um, I'm killing everyone. Could be the case. Um, and then the last thing, the last note I have is, I sort of already mentioned it, but Ruin is gloating to Vin, believing he has already succeeded. Uh, bad news for Vin and everyone, I suppose, at that point. Ruin seems very confident. Um, why would he be gloating to Vin if he hasn't already felt like he won again? He Maybe he knows at this point that preservation is dead. There's no one to stop him now. Um, but again, there, there's that little like twinge of... of uh, I just don't understand why he hasn't just won already. Unless it is, you know, because you know, Vin does think like there is some humanity in him. Maybe it is his own hubris that is causing him to not just destroy the world maybe he you know you know again like even in that moment when he was talking to vin and, and the earthquake was happening you assume it's him that's doing that um he was like sitting there and just enjoying the moment so maybe that's what he wants to do you know maybe he really wants to sit because again he's gone all this time since you know since i mean i would say since the world was created you know waiting for preservation to uphold their end of the bargain but then also, when the well was created, that was also a big moment, obviously, to be like, oh, you broke our bargain. Now it's on. <laughs> you just wait. One of these days, even if it takes thousands of years, I will figure out a way to get out of here and I will destroy the world. Again, not, not necessarily out of my own uh, desire to do it, but also because that's, that's, that's what we promised and you broke the promise. I didn't, I didn't do it. I didn't break nothing. I, I, I kept to my word. You're the one who did this. Um, you know, and, and, and I do really like his, his recollection of that because he's like, you know, he talks to Vin and Vin is all good and evil. And Ruin is like, this has nothing to do with good or evil. He says something to the effect of good people, good men will kill just like bad men will kill. They just have different reasons for it, and that kind of, and that and that causes Vin to hesitate because he's right. Like, how many people have you killed, Vin? How many people has Ellen killed? How many people did Kelsier kill? You know, and you would describe yourself, Ellen, Kelsier, as as, as good people. 
So this has nothing to do with good and evil. It has to do with who we are. You know, that's preservation. I'm ruined. And he makes some points about like things ending, right? Like a, you know, a lantern going out, a, a, uh, pocket watch that, you know, eventually goes, goes down. Um, it just has to do with that. That's all it is. And also again, in that, what actually happened, them having a bargain preservation ruining, it's like good man wouldn't, you know, wouldn't have broken that, you know, they, they would, they would have honor. They would have, you know, they would, they would, they would uphold their agreement. So again, it has nothing to do with good and evil. Um, so yeah, that was good stuff. Um, yeah, again, just kind of ending with the, the, the doom and gloom of ruin gloating, you know, just, just sitting there and, 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 and basking in his win, even though he says it has nothing to do with winning. It just has to do with, it is what it is, right? Um, very worrisome for our crew and just the planet. <laughs> it's like, he's so confident. Um, I don't really know how they're going to get, I mean, I, I know, but up to chapter 58, I don't know how they're going to get out of this. Um, I mean, Vin is trapped. She has no medals. There's nothing, unless someone comes to save her. Because again, I, I also love that moment where, where Ruin's like, I'm disappointed in you. You know, the, you know, the last time you were in a cage with no medals, uh, you know, it, you know, it only took you a few hours or whatever to end up killing the Lord Ruler. Um, I understand what he was saying with that, but in that scenario, when she did that, Sazed came on and, and saved her, you know, um, I don't think Sazed's coming now, they're pretty far away from where Vin is, um, so again, I guess someone would have to save her, I don't know who, maybe Ellen, you know, Ellen is getting all those colos, we'll see what decision he makes, you know, other than that, I don't know anyone that's, I mean, everyone else is is up north, right, so, um, and then, yeah, you know, I guess it's pretty much the two big things, is what's going to happen with Vin, and what's going to happen with Spook, right, in the whole situation, those, those, those two big situations that were sort of, you know, w waiting with bated breath as to how they'll end, um, and yeah, it's tough, but that's why we have a next part and a final part. Next part, we will be covering chapters 59 through 82, including the epilogue as well. Um, I don't really, uh, I don't know. I'd love to hear your guys' predictions as to how this, this shakes out. Because again, I'm very interested to see how Vin gets out of this. And like I said, I'm very interested to see if Spook hopefully alive. And also hopefully they succeeded in quelling the fires and uh, what happens with that city and everyone there and what they do afterwards too because it's like okay we got it right hopefully we stop the riots and the fires and everything where do we go now do we go back to to phadrix and help them what is ellen gonna do with with his colos is he gonna just invade is he gonna try to scare them um does vin somehow escape i don't know how that'd be possible um the only thing i could think of because again there's only two possibilities in my mind, right? With with Vin escaping is either Col is it, uh, Ellen comes with the Colos, and just destroys everything, or maybe intimidates enough to be like, "You better, I'll do it. You have my wife. You think I won't kill, but you have my wife. <laughs> you know, I'll I'll do it." <laughs> um, or again, maybe Ruin is so confident 
that he that you know that he just releases Vin. Well, I don't I don't think he can do that though, because I don't think he can touch the physical world, right? I mean, I guess he could have somebody, right? Like maybe maybe he has Yeoman, right? He can have a spike in him, right? Um, or an Inquisitor, right? Obviously, Ruin controls all the Inquisitors to maybe like release her. You know, you know, because he's like, it doesn't matter at this point. It doesn't matter what you do. There's nothing you can do to beat me. I've already won. Maybe that's how it goes. Uh, but yeah, very interested in all that. Let me know your guys' predictions, favorite moments from all these chapters that we just covered. And uh, yeah, that's it. Like I said, uh, I already forgot the chapters, but I already said it once. Uh, 59 through 82. I mean, I guess just the end of the book, right? Plus the epilogue. We always cover the prologues and the epilogues. Um, and yeah, very excited to read that. Finish the book. Finish the series. Um, then we'll have some fun announcements next week as well as to what the next series we're doing. Because this is the final book. You know? So that'll be fun too. Um, that is it. Till next time. Read the end. Come in with all your, all your thoughts and feelings on not only the end of the book, but maybe also the series in hindsight and uh maybe some uh some ideas for what you'd want to uh what we want to cover next